it there. It's Babe Brianna. <laughs> and um, you're listening to Are We Caught Up Yet? Marvel Edition. Uh, today, I am joined by my co-host and friend, as always, Sam. <laughs> um, you are listening to episode five. Um, you can find us on youtube.com slash media and podcast services. And if you want to show us some extra love and get early access to all of our content and stuff, you can also find us on patreon.com slash media. Um, but that's all boring stuff, right? <laughs> but before we get started, how are you today, Sam? What have you been watching? I'm I'm okay. Um, I've been watching Xbox Crash and Burn. Ayo! Um, I've been <laughs> watching... That was a joke. The Redfall reviews have leaked for those that care. That's why I made that joke. Don't come in. Don't hate me. Um... I have been watching not a whole lot. Succession, still, um, week to week. Loving that. Excellent show. Still recommend it. Um, It is, again, I've said it before, I'll say it again, just so expertly written. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably the best written thing I've seen with me. I, I there are competitors. I'd say Ozark is incredibly well written. I would say Severance is very well written. Oh, Severance um, is so good. But yeah, I think just the snidiness and the humor um, and the a holeness of every character in Succession is just impeccable. So I've. I've been watching that. That's the only thing I've watched. But I will say, for those watching, because this is going to go up after the fact, that as of day of recording, in just under two days' time, I will be watching Guardians of the Galaxy 3 when it releases on the 3rd of May. Yeah. It releases on the 5th in the US. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I will be watching that Wednesday, May 3rd. So thoroughly looking forward to that. You know, very uh, appropriate considering we are talking about Marvel stuff on this here podcast. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, seeing seeing the the latest installment, something that you will probably see in like ten years time. Um, oh my god, I better not take that long. <laughs> it's not, take that, not long. that I don't like podcasting with you, but we better catch up faster than that. It's not going to take that long, don't worry. Oh god! Um, only seven years or something. That's, that's oh my god! Somebody do the math. Uh, but that's that's all I've been watching. Just just those two things. Well, the one thing I haven't seen Guardians three yet. But by the time you see this, I will have. I probably enjoyed it. I hope I did. Did I? Tell me. You should give it a review right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to say. I'll preempt it. I'll say. I think. I think I'll end up saying that it's my second favorite of the Guardians films. Um, I would say it will rank pretty high, generally speaking, amongst all the other projects. Not necessarily top, top, top tier, S tier, but a solid A, A+. Um, And I expect to cry, I'm going to say twice. Hmm, okay. 
I'm you probably think, wrong. Like, one 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 cry for hype factor, one cry for a story. No, I think they'll both be for for story. Mm. Um, this is without spoilers, seemingly going to be a far more sort of poignant, somber affair. Um, because mm. we'll get into it once we get to Guardians, but like <laughs> the minutia get... is that the director James Gunn, he who did who's done all three Guardians films. He is now leaving to be the head of DC, who does, you know, DC is like the Batman, Superman stuff. He's being like the creative head over there, so he's not going to be doing any more Guardians. So Guardians 3 is technically like his farewell to the franchise. So mm. I think he's sort of tried to get give it a real emotional edge. So I think I think that both both of my predicted tearful moments will be uh from from story beats, I think. Have any of the like Individual stories gotten more than three iterations. Yes. Yes. Thor has had four films. Oh. He is the only one. I mean, obviously, outside of like Avengers films, but yeah. they aren't just one character. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. There is. I'm not going to say. Actually, I'm not going to say that because that's technically loaded with a bit of a spoiler. Okay. Um, <laughs> but th there, what I will say is that there will be additions to franchises that are currently only trilogies thus far um, mm -hmm. that just haven't happened yet for one reason or another. Um, but that is going to have to remain incredibly ambiguous until we get to a point where you'll understand what I mean without spoilers. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. How are you? What have you watched? Um, <clears throat> I'm doing well. Um, nothing too crazy. It's my day off before another crazy week. I've been doing training last week, and then training. I think I'll be training this week and next. And then I also have a bunch of my content management projects going on anyways, so... Lots of overtime. It's been not fun, but good money, I guess. Um, in terms of what I've been watching, um, I have been... What have I been watching? Um, oh, I watched the first episode of Oshinoko again. Um, I have not watched like the second or third episode. Um, I do need to watch it, but I watched it again, so that way... Um, I could watch it with my dad and his girlfriend so that because they also are going to watch the show now. So I watched that for a second time. It was just as intense the second time around and just as enthralling. Um, fantastic anime. Um, it is the number one anime of all time on my anime list for a reason. Um, I don't know how long it'll stay up there, but it is crazy that it's above Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. So we'll see how long it stays. Oh, nope. Just kidding. I just looked it up. It just dropped past it. It's number two right now by 0 0.02. Um, so yeah, I watched that. Um, I haven't been watching too much besides one show that's like redacted because I'm waiting to talk about it. So other than that, I think that's the only thing. Oh wait, and The Office for a millionth time though. Any guesses? Oh, wait, and Ted Lasso, which you should be watching. But if we I'm start talking about to. that, we'll get into another fight. 
Yeah, I'm not going to. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's driving me crazy. Just, I, I don't like it. Um, That's not possible. Then I guess <laughs> I don't exist. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I have legitimately no guesses good. as to, to what this thing That's is good. that you're watching. Um, because As long as you don't know, I'm happy. Like seventy five percent of the stuff you talk about that you watch, I just it's it's gibberish to me. I I have no idea. I'm sure it's excellent, but like the anime world is so over my head. I love anime, part, outside of a few exceptions. That... It's amazing. I see I see it from afar and I admire it, but I'm like you know. I admire you, but you can stay over there. Thank you. It's okay. Yeah. It's just, it's honestly like, so I've gotten actually several people into anime. Um, one of them was completely on accident, but most of them have been on purpose. So I don't think you realize it yet, but you're already on the path to being in, into anime. Um, so we'll see how long it takes. That will likely be the hardest fight of your life. I don't think so. It's you're really doomed not. to fail. <laughs> That's what you think. We'll see. My favorite, this is totally tangential, but like anime related. Um, one of my favorite things, so there's this anime called Assassination Classroom. I don't know if you've seen it. Well, um, of course there is. That that's that's uh that's that's my favorite one. Just wait until I tell you too. It's about this dude, it's about an alien dude that destroys half the moon, and then goes to Earth <laughs> and becomes a teacher of a middle school class, and um he's like a like octopus like tentacle creature huh? <laughs> and he um the whole thing is is he's going to destroy the earth if his middle school class doesn't kill him by the time that they graduate uh-huh right very straightforward <laughs> very straightforward plot so so for some reason i don't even know why my siblings were watching it and my mom was like kind of casually watching it in the background and now she really likes it and of all the anime because she's always been like oh i don't really like anime like, of all the anime for her to enjoy this like weird like tentacle monster assassination <laughs> show is the one that she likes so much anyways you never know what's gonna get you into anime <laughs> probably um, not that no you don't think I'm so being honest yeah i don't think really so good it's actually it is actually really good and i've cried several times that anime but Damn, you know that tentacle thing has brought out emotions it really does honestly <laughs> it really does so yeah there you go <laughs> good for you you know yeah. good for you just wait you'll slowly get addicted to anime i'll pray for you um <laughs> All right, so today we're talking about um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, and this is the fifth movie that we've watched. Yeah, fifth. It is. Um, Barreling through them. Look, we're making great progress. Yeah. You know? When did we start? I can't even remember the first. I think we watched the first one in like March. So it's not too bad. Um, let's see. There's only 32 films total. Is there really only 32? <laughs> well only 32 but yes obviously that's not including shows but yeah exclusively films there are there are 32 well yeah 
technically 31, Guardians 3 is going to be 32, but that's not out yet, but it will be by the time this goes live, so 32. So, I mean, we could be done by this time next year. Oh, yeah, if if, uh, if the, the consistency keeps up easily, yeah. Yeah, guess we'll see. Hmm? Um, first, for this, spoiler-free, just general thoughts. How did you feel about this film? Um, I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's fine. Um, it's never one that I'm really all that eager to to go back to and watch again. Mm. Um, it, it's rel relatively sort of a standard affair going on here. There's nothing too special. Um, but that being said, what it is is done pretty good, pretty well, uh, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, it's it's a compelling World War Two story, um, obviously with some creative liberties, um, and I I I vibe with it a lot. Uh, I think the I mean we'll get into all of this, but I think the cast again, like we were saying with uh, Thor the other week, is insane stacked um once again again speaks to the testament of uh, the, the sort of even back at, at this point in the mcu the the draw that it had to bring these this caliber of actor in um to do roles that are sometimes you know quite tame and other times quite uh exuberant and and unique uh in say mr hugo weaving's case yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. I think Go it's on. probably it has been consistently and will likely remain pretty low on my ranking. Um but that doesn't again that never means that it's a bad film because I think with maybe one or two exceptions pretty much every Marvel film is at least fine to good. Mm -hmm. um which is an achievement like because with the amount that they put out you would expect there to be some real stinkers in there but i don't i i personally believe that there isn't really um there's just different degrees of good um mm. no, i feel this... like they got it all out with like the incredible hulk they're like how can we get all of the terrible out <laughs> oh my sweet summer child <laughs> oh no please no we have some we have some oh. bumpy roads down oh. down down the path. I can't believe um, you're taking me down this road. But no, I think I think yeah, this is lower on the good scale, but it is still good. Um I think everybody does a really good job and it's just a bit of fun, which again is to some a low bar. Mm -hmm. But for me, as someone who even back in the day when this first released, but even more so now is obviously clearly very heavily invested in the continued story that they are telling to get this kind of you quite unique film compared to the others. It follows on from Thor in that, yes, a lot of the plot is relatively by the numbers, but they are still doing interesting settings or character dynamics or 
plot lines within the, the generic plot itself mm-hmm. that are are intriguing at the very least. So yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I would say I I how do I feel about this? I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Question mark. Like good with a question mark. Like I feel like it was a lot of the times just like compilations of dudes running around shooting guns yeah. and explosions. So it yeah. felt like very like like almost Call of Duty-esque. <laughs> like Yeah. Just watching a compilation video of Call of Duty. But yeah, I don't know. I other than that, like I think it was like it was good. Like I don't know. Like it was fine. I don't know. Um I think if I had any like other like spoiler free general thoughts. Um yeah, spoiler free general thought. He does not look good. Like the CGI, like the the proportions of his head to his body in the beginning of the film is like not it. <laughs> Come on. But I mean, no, it's not it. <laughs> I'm not giving them a pass on this. <laughs> back in the day, back in 2011, it was far less egregious. Okay, I really want to see like the filming of this and see like <laughs> see like the two actors like doing their parts separately and how it like morphed into there is there is footage of the oh um, god the onset actor there Um, oh god it it is interesting you know um yeah i mean i i agree that you know there is some stuff that doesn't necessarily hold up as well but um Mm -hmm. at the very least that was a significantly smaller portion of the film um you know like we didn't spend super long with steve before the transformation um that the bulk of the film is him beefed up okay you know so at least that you know your complaint against the the cg there at least it's not like a prolonged problem that is distracting for a large portion of the film yeah that's fair it's like you go from like weird graphics to just like buoys so yeah. yeah did that running i was so distracted i was like i don't even know what's happening right now <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's just go ahead and jump into into just our regular stuff yeah. um shout out to the soundtrack i feel like it hit like the americana pretty well yes it did not like super do i know every word to that captain america sing sing a song thing yes i do you actually that's crazy i do (laughs) i do it's okay i have a bunch of random songs that i know it's not that one though i I definitely will not be memorizing that um not yet ever never say never ever period (laughs) i'll memorize it i'll memorize it if you watch ted lasso yeah, you're never you never <laughs> learning it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, soundtrack, meh. I think I liked Thor's soundtrack a little bit more, but it still mm-hmm. had at least some tracks again, like they're starting to do better still with the soundtrack. So I think like shout out to that. And like also at least somewhat kind of following like the theme of what the movie was. So I think they did good there. 
Um, yep. But yeah, otherwise, like the. Um, let's see. Um, Stanley had a stellar line this time as well. He's super funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought he'd be taller. <laughs> that was really good. Um, shout out to that. Let's see. Let's go ahead and do. I feel like the storyline. If you really think about the whole storyline, there's not much there. No. No. Right? Like, he becomes, like, this crazy soldier after he had, like, after he was, like, so weak and he, like, couldn't enlist. He enlists, becomes a crazy soldier, beats up a bunch of people, beats up the bad guy. And that's, like, essentially the plot. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like even saying, like, (laughs) let's discuss the story of the movie. Like, there's nothing... (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, again, playing into the the setting um, very well, where it is like many other war films, where it is relatively surface level, where it Mm -hmm. is X good guy goes to fight Y bad guy and Y bad guy has a big bad plan to use Z weapon to, you know, destroy the planet or kill everyone or you know it's that that in itself is is the by the numbers portion oh yeah for sure um but there is clearly like as i said things start to to come together um in that i don't know whether you necessarily did you pick up on the fact that obviously the the three line stuff yes Yes, so through line stuff that I caught, um, one, obviously, like, he's, like, the first Avenger, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we get, like, the beginning where the, he's, like, being found before it goes into the actual plot of the film. And then the ending where he's, like, in, like, quote-unquote, like, modern day. Um, mm-hmm. I still think, like, in that modern day, I think he might be behind, like, all of the other films, if I had to guess. Like, I think it'd be before... Um, other through lines, um, Odin, um, his random cube. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I knew, okay, I kind of wish that we had watched this one together only because I knew that that was Tony Stark's dad before they even said who his, like, like his name or anything. Like the moment he walked onto the stage, I was like, that is Tony Stark's dad. <laughs> like. There I like go. literally knew. <laughs> I was so excited about it. I was like, oh, Sam would have been so proud of me. But yeah, no. Um, so I'd say that's another through line. I actually really liked that character, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I think that's like really all that I caught in terms of through lines. I'm trying to think if there's something else. Mm, I think that there's something, I, I'm assuming that this technology somehow affects like like the iron man stuff like i think that that cube is somehow related but i'm not 100 confident in that so yeah i mean i'm i'm neither gonna confirm or deny that um but if we're if we're really sort of connecting the dots here we also obviously and i say obviously because it's i'm it's me saying it but maybe not obviously (laughs) but maybe it will sort of jog memory at the end of Thor, 
we see Sam Jackson mm-hmm. um, and the Doctor looking at this cube. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Because hmm. that's when Loki was like possessing him. But Loki's Oh, yeah. Mirror. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So again, like it's very subtle, but they are building things up. Um, so we can obviously assume that um, that in Thor takes place after all of this because they have the cube now and the cube went down with with Steve into the ice. So it's like there is that has some form of purpose um, and, and Sam Jackson is in possession of it, what exactly it is and what it does, who knows? Um, I do. So they're sort of suggesting that this cube, whatever it is, has some kind of mystical power that is connected to Asgard in some way, shape or form. Um, like you say, sort of, you know, mentions of Odin and, and whatnot. So they're 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 setting stuff up. Um, mm-hmm. Some of it is incredibly subtle, and even stuff that isn't commented on, but is just sort of visually indicated. You know, um, like in this film, we don't see Sam Jackson with the cube at the end, going, "I'm going to show this to this guy from Thor." Um, it, it's just if you have seen Thor and you saw that post-credit scene you will be like, huh, there's that thing. I wonder why, you know, what that, why it's doing that and who, why he, and, and... it's, it's, it, there's some interesting stuff going on. Not a lot of it makes much sense at this point, I must mm. admit, but that is by design. We okay. aren't really supposed to know what is, is going on with that thing yet. Um, other than the fact that it's incredibly powerful. And it, it makes makes Red Skull go bye-bye. I really don't think he's dead, by the way. That's just my oh. prediction. He just doesn't really seem like he died. Like that was just too I mean, it looked too much like, like the it looked like the teleportation stuff though from Thor. Oh, okay. Okay. But he was I sort of like burning, right? It was, did look like it was like burning him. Yeah, it did. He was being absorbed into the the cube or whatever it was yeah i mean he could be dead but also yeah he could also not be i don't know i don't really trust anything at this point doubt everything yeah shout out to elrond i mean he, he went for it you know yeah. having it up as a as a, a villain he he did it well it was fun um, seeing him be a villain yeah i mean you don't see it too often obviously i mean obviously the matrix and, and stuff like that but hmm. I do not um, like the Matrix. I've only seen the first one. That's disgraceful. Um, yeah, I, I I I thoroughly enjoyed his performance. I think everybody does a really good job. Um, you know. Oh man, I love he, Stanley he, Tucci's character. I Stanley love Stanley Tucci. Tucci period. Like of period. Course. But like, I saw like somebody describe him as like the most queer person that's straight. <laughs> I was like, you're not. That wrong. feels that feels so right. Yeah. Like he's the only person that's allowed to play a gay person <laughs> that's actually straight. Yeah. Uh, I he, love uh, he 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 always does a good job, obviously. I mean Tommy Lee Jones is is Tommy Lee Jones doing mm-hmm. what he always does, but that is in and of itself at the very least serviceable. Mm-hmm. Um 
he he does it very well even if he typically only does do one thing um yeah and you know man of the hour chris evans i think he speaking as a non-american he does sort of seem to exude the american ideal you know the yeah the dream of america is i i can sort of sense that coming out of him mm -hmm. um just from the sort of morals that he holds and the yeah it's the, what the, they the want goodness. america to be versus what yeah. it actually is yeah because yeah. america is is very much red skull at the minute um oh yeah but mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think he does a good job. He's very clearly a, a strong leading man. Um, and then, of course, Haley Atwell, good old good old Peggy Carter, mm -hmm. strong, sassy, independent woman. Doesn't take no no messing. Not... You know, I really I really did like her character. Yeah, I she I think very beautiful. Um. I, I think if we're speaking solely about all the films that have come thus far, she's probably mm -hmm. the best female character. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Because all the others, you know, th there are some, you know, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow is badass and stuff. You know, she can get stuff done in Iron Man 2. Um, Pepper, mm -hmm. as we've talked about, is subservient to an extent to tony but she is still very proactive and she's intelligent and she's witty um and yeah then then obviously peggy comes along uh, and jane foster in thor is obviously a scientist and she's very intelligent as well but still very mm -hmm. sort of making goo goo eyes at thor the whole film and not doing too much else yeah but peggy is just like a badass yeah um, absolutely across the board which you know love to see it so yeah and and i think that as as much as there is still the romantic thing between her and steve it's never it's that cliche like unspoken thing you know where like you can tell almost from the the moment that they meet even when he's still tiny that there is like a, a spark there, even though Steve is obviously so naive that he doesn't realize it. But the fact that it's never really touched upon, they don't kiss right until like the last minute. And then obviously that, that increases the sort of poignancy of him giving up a future with her to save everyone. Sort of not only does wonders for both her character in that moment and and his character but sort of reinforces the ideal that steve has his priorities in a very specific order and that the ideals that he seems to stand by he you know cements them by the end of the film mm -hmm. um you know he says to Erskine Stanley Tucci's character that you know he doesn't want to kill anybody he just doesn't like bullies mm -hmm. and it's like again that's kind of reflected in the fact that could he have feasibly maybe done something else with that plane rather than just deciding to crash it 
Could he have safely landed it somewhere? Possibly. But he's not willing to take the risk just for his own gain. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's far more concerned about protecting whoever it is that that, that bomb would have impacted um, than he is about sort of serving his own interests. So there's a lot of good character work going on here. Um, mm-hmm. Again, the plot that they are in is very surface level. But, yeah, good. Um, the only other character that we that is sort of really worth note is uh bucky his friend um Mm -hmm. tragically dies falls off the train you know yeah i've always hated falling i was like oh man he's dead dead you know yeah yeah i i never liked that shot you know that's the one shot that I think still doesn't look good when he's falling because he is that stereotypical thing where you can clearly tell he's just lying on the floor going, which I've never liked. Which, I mean, that's a super nitpick thing, but yeah. Um, I mean, they did so well with the other CGI that, you know, that should have been easy. Precisely, (laughs) yeah. Priority is clearly in the wrong place. no, I I liked his character, the, the little that he got mm-hmm. to do. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of acted as a, to be fair, kind of acted as like a, a ring in the ladder for uh, Steve to climb up as his character developed. Oh, for sure. But at the very least, you know, you had the stereotypical best friend thing and then the best friend ends up dying and that sort of reinforces the hero's drive to, you know, get the job done. Um and it's it's a shame that he's gone. I think that there is a dynamic there between him and Steve that would have been really interesting to explore. Um, but I would I would prefer for him to have died than like Peggy or someone. Yeah. You know? I mean, obviously, with the time skip at the end of the film, we aren't going to get Peggy in modern day because um, she she will have died by the time that he wakes up um, from the ice. But you don't think that she could be, like, super old? What, you know, maybe she's, like, a vampire. Maybe she's just a mortal, you know? No, no, I mean, like, like how old would that... She would be, like, 80-something? Like, late 80s, probably, something like that, yeah? Yeah. Hmm, um, maybe. So, you, hey, maybe. Maybe she's out there somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I doubt it at this point in the story, but... We can maybe believe that at some point she... And maybe you can just get a headcanon going where she, her and Steve did reunite, you know? Um, he, he, he sought her out and he found her and they got to have 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 that dance that they spoke about. Talk um, about cougar. Whew. That's, that's, a, that's a weird dynamic, isn't it? <laughs> Steve is like, wait, the, the last time I saw you felt like five minutes ago and now you're like... 70 years older than me, but I'm mm-hmm. still attracted to you. Oh, this is confusing, but I like it. Um, yes, but I would have preferred, I prefer it the way that it played out, where I think as much as Bucky was an interesting character and like a good companion to Steve, I'd have preferred for him to die and, and sort of do the sacrifice play on the train than a Peggy or someone. Yeah. Um, and none of the like of the supporting squad characters. Mm-hmm felt 
like fleshed out or developed enough where their sacrifice would have been worthwhile in that moment. Mm, so it yeah. kind of had to be Bucky, unfortunately. But you know, that's that's the way of the world. That's how things go. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um going back to that kiss scene that was like one of my favorite throwaway lines where he's like i'm not gonna kiss I'm not you kissing <laughs> <me>. <laughs> i knew that really hard but um yeah. in terms of like characters let's see um you know i really do think i like what they did with the characters um like you're saying like apart from like the whole overall story being kind of so bland um hmm. i think is a good word for it um played out yeah it's overexposed i think i think the story itself functions fine it's just that we've seen so many iterations of it in so many different formats that it's just like you can basically tell what the the plot of the film is going to be yeah i mean the thing is is like i almost feel like they still could have done because the thing is is you can still follow tropes and do it well hmm so they could have done this differently. And I think had it gone a little bit better. But it's fine. Um, not a big deal. Um, the only thing I would add, I think I just like echo a lot of your sentiments about like the characters and stuff. Like I really liked Peggy. It does not pass the Bechdel test, but I think that they had a strong enough character that it's fine. Um, man, she got that solid punch in too, which was awesome. Hell yeah. Um, I am just generally confused why she's there um, in terms of plot. Like, why is her character in America in charge of in charge of American soldier? Like, I don't know, like that whole like I didn't understand that, but that's pretty minor plot point. I was just like suspense of disbelief. Whatever. It's fine. I don't really care that much. I think there um, is like a throwaway line where it's, she was brought over to help train up the thing and that she is in some way connected to the super soldier program. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't recall exactly what the justification is, but I know that there is something there. It's just that they don't really highlight it, which is, you know, a, a fair um, issue to take with the film. I think again, minor, but still worth pointing out regardless. Yeah, it was just like, it was just something that was just like, it kind of like, I don't want to say like bugged me, but just was like weird. Um, mm. The only thing that, the only other thing that I really wanted to point out is like Howard Stark's character. I really, really enjoyed him in this film. I know he wasn't in the film much, but man, I really did enjoy his character. I thought he was played so well. Like you could just tell like how much like Tony is like him. You can tell where Tony gets it from. Yeah, I know. I loved it so much because it it really did feel like his dad. Mm. You know what I mean? It wasn't like this, like, like, it, how do I phrase it? Like, it didn't feel like, oh, like, how did Tony, like, how, why is he the way he is kind of thing? Like, it was very much like, look, this is his dad. Like, even though he didn't uh, spend a lot of time around his dad, like, he still is very much like his dad, which is just... I yeah, that it's, so much. It's 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 the thing of you know, like you keep saying, the suspension of disbelief. The portrayal is done so well that you don't have to suspend disbelief because sometimes you get that where you'll be introduced to the parent of a character and you'll just be like, I have to accept that this person is playing the parent of this character. Whereas, like you say, 
um, Dominic Cooper plays the role so well. And to be fair, you know, is written very well um, mm -hmm. where you don't have to believe it. You just can, you get, you can tell that he's, you know, they don't have to keep saying um, as much as it is said a lot. They don't have to keep going stark, 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 wink, wink, stark to get across to you that he's Tony's dad because it's just like you're seeing an alternate version of Tony um, in a different era. Which is... I mean, that's exactly why I knew. Like, the moment he walked on, I was like, that is Tony Stark's dad. Like, yeah. he didn't even have to open his mouth. Like, the moment he walks on, I, like, knew because, like, mm -hmm. like that character is just so well done. And I genuinely, I don't think I've ever seen this actor before. And I really like him. Wow. Yeah, I'm just, I was looking through his IMDb and I don't think I've seen him. You haven't seen Mamma Mia? Um, I have, but it was like when it originally came out. Yeah. And I was more paying attention to my aunt <laughs> being embarrassed. Okay, my aunt is okay. <sighs> She's, I love my aunt, but she has like this particular way that she sings. And the entire time we were in the theater, she was singing this particular oh, no. way. <laughs> I mean, um, just singing in general, but oh, dear. <laughs> it was um, a very unique experience. <laughs> That's we'll one way of putting it, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So I don't even, yeah, there's no way I would have remembered him in that film. That's fair. That's fair. So I'll have to go watch it again, I guess. But yeah, no, I really liked him. I thought he did like incredibly well. I'm sure it was like a lot of like the writing and stuff, but I think that he like played the role really well mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, um, shout out to that. I would say that's like probably all I really wanted to say about characters. Um, besides like, I would say like my shock, at, like how well Stanley Tucci did in this role. Like it felt so weird that that was Stanley Tucci. I don't yeah. know. Like I, I'm used to him playing like a million other kinds of roles but this one was like it felt almost weird to me but he did really good still it was just like is that stanley tucci like i had to like look it up yeah. because it was just like it didn't feel like him you know mm -hmm. so yeah i'd say that's it for characters and stuff um in terms of like so we we covered story we covered characters um and through line so last thing left would be like themes mm -hmm. um is there any like themes that you want to shout out here um i would say for me that i i think that like this is probably the first film in this like marvel series that we've seen that doesn't follow the hero's journey and i know that all of them kind of stray from it a little bit but i feel like this one I guess, like, I guess Iron Man 2 doesn't exactly either. But it feels like a lot of them kind of follow that, like, hero's journey. And this one wasn't, like, you don't get, like, the refusal of the call and stuff like that. Like, he just was, like, really wanting to be a hero. I guess. Yeah. Not he, he wanted to help, I should say. <sighs> I don't know. I suppose. I mean, I... I... It's interesting because whilst not necessarily immediately noticeable you do see in these earlier films um 
a repetition in themes and sort of how certain beats of, of the narrative play out. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this is kind of diverging away from the themes for a minute, but like, no, you know, in Iron Man, you have someone who is very, you know, self-centric and full of their own, uh, hoisted by their own petard and all of that stuff. And then he is given a dose of reality and he is helped by someone who is trying to, um, you know, make up for their sins. The, the old guy in the cave changes his perspective on things, mm-hmm. gets him back in the game. He becomes a hero. You see that replicated here, not necessarily one-to-one, but you see someone who is, um, very much not capable of of being a stereotypical hero. Obviously, he is very um, moralistic and, and selfless in the beginning, but he is very incapable of actually sort of acting on those um, morals. And then he obviously meets Erskine, Stanley Tucci's character, who again is also trying to make amends for bad things that he did in the past. And breeds this hero mm. um and even to an extent lesser less of a uh, the case in thor but like again someone who is very self-centered gets a sh- shock of reality earns his way to being a, a hero again so you see that a lot but i think the the inversion within this film is refreshing where it's not just it's this hunky guy who wants to be a hero but then something happens and it changes his perspective and he chooses to still be a hero but for different reasons it's that he is objectively a better person than any of the other heroes that we've seen thus far from the offset but it's rather than a removal of power or security or safety it is bestowing that strength upon him that turns him into this ultimate you know form this this um pit peak pinnacle of a hero mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and you see that reflected when uh steven and erskine are talking and he says like how the uh the serum amplifies whatever is inside you you know so good becomes great bad becomes worse Mm -hmm. and i think that getting back to themes is interesting not only in terms of just this film but in terms of the mcu as a whole up until this point where you kind of start seeing connections there of power corrupting um or, or the mishandling of power um, and that it, it needs to be in the right hands for it to be effective. Um, I'm not really sure exactly where the end of this point that I'm making is going. <laughs> but it's it's the sentiment more so than anything that mm. is is is, you know, 
very by the books for most superhero stories. But I think in terms of a translation to a, a, the medium of, of, you know, film, um, this Captain America, at the very least, like you said, does diverge away from that at least a little bit or mm -hmm. or plays with the structure of it, um, which offsets certain expectations from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, again, like I, I agree with you at the end of the day that there isn't much thematically going on, but I think that there are interesting parallels that can be drawn um, mm. that, that, that function as foils for the characters within this film but also just the themes and um ideas behind the mcu as a whole in terms of setting up what the heroes of this universe can be and what they need to be as opposed to what they are yeah that makes sense um yeah, I don't know. There's just it's interesting. Like, like I did enjoy this film, but like, like we said, like there's just not much going on, which is interesting. But that's okay. Um, the one thing I did want to bring up, just because I thought it was, have you seen um Legend of Korra? What is that? <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> like, what what do you, what do you think? I'm gonna guess no, but I don't know. No. That's upsetting. You should have. But anyway, so there's a character, for those of you who've seen Legend of Korra and seen this film, um, there's a character um, named Bolin. Um, and he kind of goes through this really interesting... It was so weird to me to see like the almost like parallels between <laughs> Captain America and Bolin. Just at the beginning of the film, like when he's like going around and like doing those performances or whatever. Um Bolin very much does the same thing where he starts working with this famous guy and like he's from like he's part of TM Avatar so he's like this hero but he wants to be like a movie star they call it movers um but he, he wants to be like a mover star or whatever and he's like I don't know like it was really interesting to kind of like watch like the parallels between like what happens with Bolin and what happens with Captain America over like those performances and stuff like that that was it but some people don't like good TV so you know yeah, sorry. I have I have heard. I can't first. Avatar the Last Airbender is genuinely one of my favorite things like on this planet. Like Hey, good for you. I'm glad. I'm I can't glad. believe you. I can't believe you. Anyways, um is there anything else you wanted to say about the film? Yeah, I mean the the, the last thing I'll say is like I just looked it up um the quote cuz I, I I didn't want to misquote it but um, Erskine says to Steve when they when they're talking about the serum the night before the procedure, he says, and I quote, "This is why you were chosen because the strong man who has known power all his life may lose respect for that power, but a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion." Um, and in terms of not only theme but through line, I think that that quote highlights. Um, and the film does a good job of of demonstrating not only the kind of person Steve Rogers is, just at a base level, but also 
the fact that out of all of the heroes we've seen thus far, again, I'm kind of reiterating my point, but that he is the most worthy of this power. And also, it, as the, the title of the film implies, the first Avenger, not only is that because this is technically the, f- the furthest back in the timeline that we have been thus far, um, so technically he is the first Avenger, but also I think that that title has a bit more significance because it that quote especially demonstrates why I think Steve Rogers is a natural fit to lead the Avengers as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's, he's the first because he he came around first technically time wise, but also he is the first real hero that not only the world saw up until that point within the universe, but also the first real hero hero mm-hmm. that we've seen in these films thus far. Mm-hmm, um, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, last thing here is ranking. Um, mm. Where does this go on your list? I'm starting to lose track. Um, so we have Thor, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and The Incredible Hulk. This goes between the two Iron Mans. So above Iron Man 2, but just below the first Iron Man for me. Okay. Um, Alrighty. It is added in on record for you. I would say for me... Hmm. I feel like I'm having a hard time deciding because I think depending on like which element like you really like attach to the biggest problem with Captain America is again like there's not a lot of plot there so like as much as I enjoyed it like it just doesn't feel like there's much there mm-hmm. um I would say probably be- below Iron Man go with your heart yeah I'm trying well it's just hard because like I feel like uh yeah i'll put it there for now subject to change but i'll think about it more but i think i'm gonna put it number four on my list okay i think i don't know yeah okay we'll go with that um i do enjoy that things are starting to come together and stuff like that but well we would boy do we have a doozy next time I, I know I watched the trailer for it in the yeah. post credit scene. That that happens very occasionally. It was a different time uh, back then. Yeah, that cracked um, me up. As you can tell by the editing of that trailer, it is very. It was a classic trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Very 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Avengers coming up next. We are seeing things begin to come together properly, properly. Ooh. I guess we'll see. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> thanks everybody so much for hanging out with us today. And um, a special shout out to our current patrons. Um, so we have Bucky Blue, Hopple, Alpaca Tom, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, uh, Dave Harp, and the Xbox Expansion Pass. Thank you guys all so much for the support, including myself um where can people find you sam 
People can find me on Twitter at Sam Heaney, that is H-E-A-N-E-Y. Beautiful. Um, you can find me at Fabulous Brianna, F-A-B-U-L-I-S-T-B-R-E-A-N-N-A. And you can find um, on Twitter, you can find us at Save Game Media. Everywhere else, it's Save the Game Media. So come check us out. And thanks for hanging out today. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>